Good morning, church. A gigantic pleasure to be here with you this morning. Uh, um, I, I thank you, Pastor Binu and Pastor Stephen Na, for this courage to invite me and be a speaker to you this morning. So it is a big privilege. And we keep walking on the church, on the building, talking to each other here and there, but never had a chance to know the whole church. Good here? Okay, because I have to be there on the, on the screen, right? Okay. You have to teach me how to be fancy, because I'm not. I, I don't know. All right. Do I look good there? Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, questions first. Well, he already told me who I am. I'm Pastor Eliel Assis. I'm from Brazil, living in the U.S. for, I don't know, 23, 24 years. First came to New Jersey, and then I went to Florida. Came back to Long Island about 15 years ago, and here I am. Part of... Presbyterian Church in America. Some of you might know. Uh, and accepted the challenge to be here among the Brazilians. Brazilians are crazy. <laughs> but I love them. I don't know why, but I do. Uh, have been working with them since I got here. Pastoring small churches in Jersey, Florida, and now here in Mineola. I have a wife, three children, and two beautiful grandchildren too. Yeah, I miss them a lot. And uh, working to the Lord makes us, like I would say, having to be flexible and understanding cultures. Well, first of all, I have to excuse and ask you for forgiveness because you have to be patient to this guy who speaks English, a broken English with a Latino accent, which is not that great, but I'm learning and I'll try to do my best. So question for you first. How many of you did not was born in the U.S.? Was here. Let's see about... 10%, 15%. Okay. How many of you, English is not the first language? Wow. Yeah, I'm more comfortable now. All right. So bear with me, please. And I'll try to pass the message that God has put in my heart. And I really, really want that God speak to you the same way, the same way he did it with me a long time ago. This passage we're going to read is for me very special. I've been preaching this in, in, in Portuguese a lots of time, even in Spanish a little bit, and in English. So because of the, you know, the language barrier here and there, I hope God can work through my limitations, showing his perfection and his word and the way he treats people and the way he attracts people to himself. All right? So... Let's pray before. I think you're going to have there on the screen some slides. They change a little 
but I hope they can follow me and, and send, that way we're going to go and try to do the, you know, uh, the best way for our edification. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, this is a so important time that we got together to hear your word, to read the Bible, and to do what you ask us to do, which is follow you and obey you and be with you and understand your heart and behave ourselves by the power of the grace you gave us through Christ. We thank you for this time here. And we pray that your word can touch our heart and do exactly what we cannot do alone or do by ourselves. You have the, all the power. And here we are, Lord, available to you. That's the way we want to be, available to your word, available to your will, so you can change us, teach us, guide us for the glory of your name, for the glory and growing of your kingdom. We pray in the powerful name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Many of you know the history of Jeremiah and the prophet Jeremiah when God told him, listen, I have a mission to you. I have a message to give to my people through you. So get your stuff and you're going to go to the house of the potter. In Jeremiah 18, God told Jeremiah, verse 1, I have the text there for you if you want. This is the word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord. Go down to the potter's house. Go down to the potter's house. And there I will give you my message. So you have to do something. Go there. As soon as you get there, I will give you something to see and to talk. So I went down to the potter's house and I saw him working at the will. But the pot we have shaping from the clay was marred in his hands. So the potter formed it into another pot, shaping it as seems best to him. This is a very like typical and very special way that Lord told Jeremiah to get up and go to some special places and see this guy working on the will. And God tells him, as soon as you get there, I will tell you a message. But as he gets there, he saw some a special event happening as the work of the potter, the, 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 the clay was marred in his hands. So the potter forms it into another pot, shaping as seems best to him. Well, 
the clay? Suffer some special uh, uh, event as it was working. So why does it happen? Well, we don't have a clear question, a, cl a clear answer. Say, oh, this happens because of we don't we don't know. We don't have to know actually, but there is some options. First of all, uh, you we have to remember that we were under a falling word. Of course, when he's talking about. Uh, the clay, the lesson is not for the clay. Of course, you all know, I don't have to keep telling you that, it is a lesson for us because we are the clay, right? So we are under a falling word. That might be one of the reasons that things happen to us. Problems happen to us. We suffer pain. We suffer uh, uh, this type of interruption of the process of being built here and there. Second option would be or could be we were made from the clay, from the dust also. Of course, there on the garden, we were made perfect. But after sin, we were still made by, by dust. By clay, from clay, but now under the powerful or the power of sin in our nature. So we are kind of subjects to suffer the consequences of sin. All right? That's the second possibility. And the third one, we were subjected to external influences. Just to remember that bad things or painful things can happen to us in the process of being built because we were under a falling word. Second, we were made from clay, from dust, and after seeing that becomes a problem. And we were subjected to external influences. So for at least these three reasons or or more reasons, we can suffer this process of marred. This process of feeling everything was going so well and all of a sudden, boom, what happened to me? Why? And Jeremiah was watching these. However, check this out. I went down to the potter house, verse 1 again, and I saw him working at the will. Verse number 4 says, But the pot he was shaping from the clay was marred in his hands. Pay attention on that little phrase. But the pot... He was shaping it. He was shaping the pot. Was marred in his hands. Because he was making it. 
because he was shaping it, because he was in the process of doing it, the nature of the pot on that situation are wet, are flexible, therefore adjustable. He was shaping it. In order to be able to do that, it has to be wet. It has to be flexible. And therefore, it was able to readjust because of the state or nature of the clay. But guys, brothers and sisters, ah, what is shocking to me is what happened next. Jump to Jeremiah chapter 19. We're going to see what happens on the verse 1. This is what the Lord says. Go and buy a clay jar from a potter. Listen, God tell Jeremiah after he sees that and goes to another part, another chapter in Tells Jeremiah, now you go to another place. You get out of here and you go to another place. Pay attention and do this. Go and buy a clay jar from a potter. Verse 1. Take along some of the elders of the people and of the priests. And go out to the valley of Benhinnah near the entrance of the pot shirt gate there proclaim the word the words i tell you what is interesting god tell jeremiah hey go call the leaders <laughs> call the reverends call the pastors call the elders call the ones who is on the leadership of my people and get out of the potter's house and go to some store and buy a clay jar but don't forget to call the leaders. Verse 10. Then break the jar while those who go with you are watching and say to them, verse 11, this is what the Lord Almighty says. I will smash this nation in this city just as this potter jar is smashed and cannot be repaired. They will bury the dead in Topheth until there is no more room. Well, what's the difference? The potter's house, the clay was wet. The clay was flexible. The clay was like adjustable. But here on the star, when they buy a jar clay, God tells him, while the leaders are watching, throw the jar on the floor and break it. Why? What's the situation now of the jar clay? It's dry. It's hard. Therefore, 
There is inflexibility on the jar. The result is it cannot, it cannot be repaired. Brothers, I was like shocked when they compared those two texts, those two passages, Jeremiah 18 and Jeremiah 19. The potter's house, the clay in the process of being built, was being shaped. And the other place, which is in kind of store, when they have to take a ready jar, dry, hard, and break it. Big difference. Big difference in the way you can be. I could now ask you, what's your status? Or, where are you? Where are your heart, your soul? In which place, in which spiritual place you are? The clay, wet, or the jar, clay, hard, dry. Let's compare them. But the pot he was shaping from the clay was marred in his hands. So the potter forms it into another pot, shaping it as seems best to him. Jeremiah 18. But Jeremiah 19, break the jar that cannot be repaired. Oh, this is so clear to see. The one that is on the will can be remade. But the one that is on the store, on the shelf, cannot. Has to be broken. Can you see the difference? It's very simple, but very important. And based on these two passages, based on the Jeremiah experience, I want to suggest you to think in a couple of lessons to our life. Let's think. It's very simple. And I want you to think that in the Christian journey, you may experience marred, ruined, or spoiled. But take this to the heart. If you are on the wheel, things will be better. Yeah, I am... 57 years old already. Doesn't look like, right? But I am. And I have horrible experiences in my life. Frustrations, some of them. Moments and I thought, overdone, cannot go. It's, I can't. 
you might have some in your life too. Life is not easy. We are so limited, fragile. We are weak. We are sinners. But it doesn't matter what kind of problem you're facing it. It doesn't matter what situation you are. It doesn't matter what happened to you, people of God. If you are in the will, I can guarantee you things will be better. Just hang on there. Keep your faith. Trust. Surrender. In the will, you will be flexible. In the will, you will be wet from the power of the Holy Spirit. In the will, you will be able to be adjusted and God is, be, will be able to shape and reshape and remade your life. Take this to the heart. Second, on the will, you will have to suffer through three things at least in the will. Think in the will, think in, in the process of what Jeremiah was doing it. You will have the vase, the clay will have to suffer at least three things. First, the pressure of the potter's finger. You know what? Because you are special. There's nobody like you before in the world. There's nobody after you. You are a unique. You are special. Even if you have like a twin brother or sister, it will be another person different in so many ways. So you are special. Guys, I lived in Brazil for many years. And Sao Paulo is like a I would say that Sao Paulo is like a, a, a great New York disorganized. It's a mess. Everybody, that, that big population walking through those sidewalks. And you got impressed. I remember when I was a teenager, one, one American girl went there to visit my family. And, and she asked us to go to the downtown Sao Paulo to see the city, to see the buildings and all these big things. That same thing that happens in New York, right? Everybody comes here, I want to see Manhattan, I want to see the, the Twin Towers and, and all these Empire State Building, 5th Avenue, blah, blah, blah. You know that. So we took her to the, to the downtown and she was shocked. She stopped to take a picture. She couldn't believe what she was saying that, that dozens and dozens of people going down on the street. You could just see the little heads jump, jumping, bouncing and you see, you see from distance. But what impresses me and that impresses you is every one of us are different. Every one of us has like a, a, a special God's signature. You are special. And some Times God wants to do something special in you. And to make you special, you have to suffer pressure and some 
part of your life while you are on the will. And then hurts. It's not cool. It's not good. It's not pleasurable. It hurts when he decided to, to make you who you are. Or change you for better. There is pressure on the will. He put the finger right there. Right on that part of your life. That you might suffer. You even think, this is my weakness. I, I, Lord, please. Yeah, that's a pressure. But what's important? Remain on the will. Second thing that goes on the will. I would say the routine of life, because the wheel keeps like, you know, rounding and rounding. Have you have that experience that nothing happens special to you? It goes around, you wake up, you got breakfast, go to work, come back, lunchtime, and then go to sleep, wake up in the morning. Nothing really, really happens special. You got tired of the routine, don't you, young people here? Many young people here, right? Routine. And we, I want to do something different. No, but you can't. You have no money. You have nothing to have to be there. And it keeps surrounding. Everything remains the same on your life. Gosh, routine is so important. It's part of the process of shaping you. It's make you better. Routine. This very important when you are on the will. And the, the third one, the speed of the will, of the will. Can you imagine that if the guy was like speed up, what happened with the clay? You know that you were smart. Or to slow down. Now it's, I mean, it's too fast. <laughs> Who says the speed of your life, the speed you need to be better, to be reshaped, is the potter, the maker. Sometimes... I don't know about you, but it happens to me. I disagree with God's time. So many times. There is things in my life that I was like, God, listen, with a blink of an eye, you can solve this problem. Why don't you do it? Why don't you do it tomorrow? I'll wait until tomorrow because I'm patient. You laugh about yourself. Why don't you do it? Or something that you, like, let me try to push back a little. Let me enjoy a little bit more on this situation over here. Because I feel good. Lord, wait a minute. The speed of the will is determined by the power. And when you are there, you have to understand the process. That will make you better. But you have to go through the process, the pressure, the routine of life, and the speed of the will belongs to our maker.
Fourth point. When you are on the wheel, your problems, you have to remember that. Your problems will make you better or bitter. It depends where you are. Have you met people that goes and went to exactly the same problem? One of them becomes, oh my God, hard to be nearby. And the other one becomes sweet and full of experience of life in order to be able to help us and to be with us. It's a pleasure to be with. This is how you handle your problems, your situation. It's how you learn how to love, how, how to be sensitive to others. All the problems you're facing it will make you better or worse. It depends how you go through the process, how you handle it, how you understand your life. So, where you are. If you're hard, if you think you know everything, if you think you don't deserve that, if you think that you, if you rationalize too much, sorry, I don't have good news for you, brothers and sisters. You might be in the store, dry. It all depends where you are with your heart and with your mind. And last point I want to share with you. I have no problem to say that. That God prefers to remake than to break. It's not pleasure for him what happens in Jeremiah 19. When he takes the leaders and goes, break, that's how I'm going to do with this nation. Because you don't listen, you think you are more than everybody, you are not flexible, you think you are up here with your, you know, degrees or whatever. Because you are a pastor, you think you have everything to teach and nothing to learn. Because you are in the highest position of leadership, you think you don't have to change. People you lead have to change, but not you. You are more than, more become a jar dry than a clay wet. He doesn't like breaking people, but he loves to reshaping it. And to be reshaped or remake by our maker. If you go back home this morning praying, Lord, I don't know what's happened to me. I don't know why I feel this pain. I don't know why you allowed this. I don't know. I feel like marred in your hands, but my pleasure is to be in your hands. I want to change the way you want me to change. If you want me to grow here in there, please, I am available to you, my Lord. Don't want to be dry. And if I'm dry, please 
put me back on the wheel and quench me with water and remake me because when you remake me, I will be better. I will be more like Christ. And that's the reason I'm here. Where are you? On the wheel or on the store? Flexible to the work of the potter or inflexible? There is pressure in our time, yes. There is routine in our time, yes. There is time in our time that we have to go through. You want to be bitter or better? It's up to you. Our invitation this morning to all of you is to remain on the will. Trust in the Lord. Believe in what He was doing and He's doing your life for your good. Amen. May God bless you. Let's stand up and let's have a word of prayer. Let's stand up. Usually, I love to extend the invitation for the people, the congregation, to express to the Lord, maybe in a little phrase, what you wanted to tell Him. Like, Lord, thank you for this time. Like, Lord, make me the way you want. So I would like to do that this morning. So if you feel free, if you want to, Tell him in a little phrase, maybe three, four, or five expressions of gratitude and adoration and worship. Let's do that. And then after two or three or four prayers, I will do a prayer uh, to finish up this part, to close the sermon. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we have no words to say to you, but thank you. Thank you for showing your perfect love and your desire to be with us and to work with us although we don't deserve nothing from you. But the pleasure to be in your hands, no comparison. The pleasure to become who you want us to become. It's our desire. We are so sorry for the times that we complain too much. And we don't understand that our life must be flexible to you. Forgive us, Lord. And give us this conscience that we are in your hands and Lord we wanted to be in the will that's where we want to be it doesn't matter what happened and doesn't matter what's the situation we are right now please strength us so we can remain on the will available to you 
available to your hands, perfect hands. You are the one we live for. And you are the one we want to be forever. Be with Ed Church, those pastors and elders. Be with them in a special way so they can remain on the will and knowing your will. We thank you for this precious time you gave us this morning. Receive our praise and our adoration in the precious name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And all the people say, Amen.